And welcome back to the Livingston Parish News Weekly Show, a podcast brought to you by the Livingston Parish News. My name is McHugh David, publisher and editor of the news, and this is Group Therapy. It's where we get together and I get together with my fellow editors and we talk about what's going on in Livingston Parish. Unfortunately, Mr. Rob DeArman is sick today, so he won't be joining us. So the group is is smaller. <laughs> uh, what What is it where once there were four, now there is one wolf pack. Uh, so... It's just myself, and I'm going to let him introduce himself this morning. Hey, this is David Gray, Lifestyle Editor with the News. And I'm sure he prefers it when it's just one person, because they don't have to guess who's going to introduce themselves first. So we're going to cover uh, Rob's bit first, uh, because we are going into the final season of uh, the football regular season. Uh, So a lot of seasons there. So first and foremost, uh, David, give us a quick update on what the scores were last week, and then we're going to let everybody know as you head into the final week, be looking for some stories from Rob about the games that are going to be coming up for the final week. So go ahead. Yeah, Rob will still be working this week. He has a, he, he can work revolve. Well, no, just joking, Rob. I feel better. <laughs> but um, no, the, the big game was Denim and Walker. Uh, that game went into overtime. Denim won 35-28, and uh, Rob Story talked that there was a goal line stand at the end, so that was a that was a really big win. And it's looking like Denim will, uh, from, from talking with Rob, Denim will probably be uh, in the playoffs. You know, we'll see if there's a couple other Livingston Parish teams that could get in there. Uh, Live Oak they fell to Scotlandville 53 to 28. Albany uh, they had a big lead in the in the first half, but kind of uh, let it go away in the second half against uh, Beauchene. They lost. 44 to 30, and then Springfield fell to St. Thomas Aquinas, 46 to 12 in a district match. So, uh, so yeah, that's kind of that's the scores. Uh, as everyone knows, we the football season lost a week this year because of Hurricane Ida. So we are in week nine, even though there, or week nine was just completed, even though that was just the eighth game. And so next week, week ten, will be the ninth and final game for our Livingston Paris team. So to be on the lookout for that. Now they should have. Uh, playoff uh, matchup set soon after that. And, you know, like we always say, follow Rob. He is on top of all the sports that go on, especially with football season wrapping up. So he'll have all that information for you this Friday. And I, I do know that Walker plays Thursday night, but the other games I believe are all on Friday. Right. So please be on the lookout for that. Getting into the news uh, for this portion of, or this episode of Group Therapy, let's first talk about uh, probably the most interesting story. There was a plane on I-12. <laughs> so, David, tell us what you learned about that. Yeah, there was a plane on I-12. Uh, the pilot had to make an emergency landing uh, in Pumpkin Center, which, uh, as you all know, that's kind of near the Livingston Parish, Tansbahoa Parish line. Uh, but, yeah, basically that was last Thursday afternoon. State police worked the scene, and there were some firefighters from Wilson Parish that actually went there to assist with them and to get the plane out of, uh, you know, off the shoulder and away from the interstate so that traffic could uh, go on. But, yeah, I mean, there was traffic built up for hours. A girl from Albany actually got a video of the plane making the emergency landing uh and you could just hear her just screaming, uh, her and her fiance in the car. Her fiance actually works for the sheriff's office. And, you know, as soon as she, they're just singing along in the car. And then all of a sudden you just see this plane just hovering down, you know, a few feet above, above cars pass on the interstate and it actually struck a, a truck, a pickup truck on the interstate on its way down before crashing to the shoulder. But uh, from everything state police have said, it, it's fine. There was no uh, reported injuries from it. There was, I believe, three people in the plane. It was a small aircraft. I believe it uh, could seat five people. But uh, there was there was some engine problems, apparently. But, um, but, yeah, there was no injuries, which that was the important thing, which is kind of, 
you know, you think plane crash, you think there has to be injuries, but I mean, the from what Safely said, you know, everyone has walked away from that. So that was a, a it, it made for an interesting Thursday afternoon for sure. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine. And it was, uh, it, it, I mean, when it happened, I mean, it took over yeah. social media. I mean, it was just uh, quite, it's not something you see every day. Let's put it that way. Uh, so moving on, uh, we're going to be talking about a couple of other things here, and I'm trying to recall, we talked about um, the new mask rules last week. We also talked about what that would be doing uh, in the schools. Uh, so help me out here, David. Oh, yes. Let's go here. Denham Springs. Uh, City Councilwoman uh, Lori Lamb Williams talked mm-hmm. to you about the new pavilion, which should be completed soon. And I believe people are already using it, uh, but yeah. the official completion will be close. Yeah, and I told her that. I was like, you know, I went to some event and people were, you know, kind of camped out on there. She goes, yeah, we know people are using it, but I mean, we, we're not renting it out to people until it's complete. I mean, they still had some landscaping to do and that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, as if, if you've been following this, this was the uh, where Wet City Hall was. That was the old Denham Spring City Hall that got... Uh, wrecked during the flood of 2016 and whenever uh, city officials decided to move their headquarters to Hummel Street uh, in the old Capital One building they decided to turn this into a green space the former uh, city hall so it was I believe you were there I believe for the for the demolition of it I, I think was that in yes. 2019 2019 yeah yeah I mean so I mean three years after after the flood is when it finally was getting uh demolished and now two years after that it's uh it's you know pretty much like you said you can see the photo of it. it's a nice pavilion uh they have pavement there has a lot of green space and they're putting some picnic tables out they're gonna have big fans uh it's basically gonna be just, you know just another uh, community attraction it's gonna be kind of like spring park is which isn't that far away it's gonna be it's not gonna be under parts it's actually gonna be under you know the city of denham springs that's who people will have to call if they want to you know pre- uh reserve the pavilion and that sort of thing but uh but yeah she she was pretty giddy she's she's been on the committee since the beginning the committee to to turn this into a, a community attraction and she was she believes that it should be done you know maybe sometime in november god we're in november now it should be done sometime maybe this month but she believes for sure by the end of the year it'll be ready for people to use so she's so they're going to plan a you know ribbon cutting have a special little ceremony for it so uh be on the lookout for that that should be coming like i said in the next couple of months for sure so, uh, yeah, it should be a good attraction and a, a pretty clever way for them to make use of that space that they already owned. Uh, getting into, uh, there's some debris cleanup stuff going on that we're going to talk about. But first and foremost, uh, after the sur- the most recent Delta surge, I guess you call it, uh, the Livingston Parish Council went back to Zoom meetings like they had during um, the height of the coronavirus in 2020. Uh, I believe this Thursday, yes. you will, it'll be back in person. Unfortunately, <laughs> no, I mean, uh, Zoom does make it uh, convenient, but but it is good to be able to go to these in person. And last night they actually had a committee meeting, an ordinance meeting, and they were talking about that. They had already had that ordinance meeting scheduled to be via Zoom, so they had to go through with that. But um, even they said that, you know, people don't realize how much input they get from public comments and that sort of thing. And with Zoom, you're really kind of limited on the public comments because a lot of people might not have access to it. So they're not able to, you know, give their opinions on certain issues. So they they, they said last night, that, you know, they're looking forward to that. And but yeah, that's basically uh, came about because, you know, like we talked about last week, the governor lifted the mask mandate. 
uh, because, you know, things are improving with cases, hospitalizations, percent positivity, all those sort of things, those COVID numbers. So at that point, the council said, you know, there's no justification anymore for not having these in person. So that's why they decided to go back to in person. So I will be there in person with them this Thursday, the fourth. Yeah, the fourth. So, um, so yeah, that'll be the first one since about uh, August, because this kind of happened after Parish President Leighton Ricks had to close the Livingston Parish government offices because they had their own sort of uh, outbreak in the in the parish offices. So uh, that, that was in late July. So since late July, they've been doing all these meetings via Zoom. So uh, hopefully now it's kind of, you know, like they've said, you never know what's going to happen with COVID. So, I mean, they might be going back to Zoom in another couple of months. Who knows? But for now, they're going back to in-person. So that should give people a chance to get out there and uh, kind of, you know, hear them, you know, hear them in person, hear what these council members are trying to get done at Livingston Parish. Right. And one of those things is uh, recently um, LOSEP, or the Livingston Office of Homeland Security Emergency Preparedness, kind of gave the council an update on what's going on with debris cleanup. And uh, they got some feedback that wasn't necessarily positive. Some positive, some not. Yes. Uh, so tell us a little bit. Uh, first and foremost, real quick, uh, Denham Springs has begun their final swing. Yes. Yeah. They, they started that on Monday. That would be uh, the 1st, November 1st. So um, they're expecting to be done this Friday, November 5th. Uh, you know, this is the third and final pass. They've already done two passes through the city and Denham. Dome Springs has their own contract with Sears Environmental. You know, they're separate from the parish. So uh, within the city of Denham Springs, uh, you know, those contractors are picking up uh, stuff on city streets, you know, your your vegetative debris and then your construction demolition debris. That's kind of been what's uh, picked up in there. And, uh, yeah, they're hoping to have that done in Denham this week. Not the same for the parish, though. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about what's going on with the parish. Well, uh Parishes, they've actually almost picked up uh, 1 million cubic yards of debris so far. And they started uh, about a week or so after Hurricane Ida hit, which was uh, August 29th. And uh, now most of the debris picked up pickup is being concentrated on the eastern and southeastern portions of the parish, which were the you know heaviest impacted parishes uh, during Ida. Uh, the LOSAP director, Brandy Jane, she said they haven't been able to to give a hotline yet for people to call, you know, saying if their places have been missed because, uh, you know, they've just had issues setting that up. But, you know, she said people are still calling her office all day long, every day, and that they are taking down, they are writing down those addresses and names. And so far, they're almost done with the second pass through the parish. But uh, like you said, some areas have seen more pickup than others. Uh, Randy Delat of District Eight, he he complained. You know, he he had some strong, not criticism necessarily for uh, for LOSEP, but just the, the debris contractors in general that they're not giving much direction to or much guidance to uh, you know local officials. You know, basically giving a timeline of you know when this area would pick be picked up, when they expect to be done. They uh, 
council members kind of feel like they've been in the dark about that. So, I mean, that that's really the biggest criticism to me that, you know, they've, they just feel like they haven't gotten much direction versus, you know, I believe uh, one of them cited uh, EBR Parish. They kind of have, uh, you know, online uh, debris website, basically, that kind of says what areas have been picked up, when a uh, certain area is going to be picked up, how much they've picked up. So it seems to be a little bit more uh, diligent, I guess you could say. But, uh, but Brain James has said, you know, she's pretty understaffed there. So, I mean, you know, it's not a lot of people that are able to, you know, do this. And I mean, it's such a high volume. I mean, she, you know, has talked about the debris being widespread. And if you drove out in Livingston Parish, those week or two after Ida hit, I mean, you could see that. I mean, it was just everywhere. So, uh, so they are going to pause from debris pickup, uh, I believe, November 19th. Someday in November and then restart up again in December. I can't find the exact date, but uh, but so they'll they'll pause for a little bit just to give people more time to kind of put their debris back on the side, uh, back up to the roads to cut up their debris if it's too big. Because if it's too big, the, they're not going to take it. So um, and then they're hoping that last pass will be able to finish before the end of the year. But you know, it's kind of hard to say with debris pickup. Right. Right. Well, yeah. It's it's it it's not a fine art, but it's definitely something that you know people. Look for, expect after a storm, and it's not easy. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see where that process goes going forward. Uh, last but certainly not least on the uh, news before we move into the education cohort, uh, there is a uh, reopened or newly opened disaster recovery center in Springfield. Yes, at the uh, – let me look that up to have the exact address down. Uh, for people who don't know, FEMA extended the deadline for, pe- for you to uh, apply for disaster relief if you had – damage done during Hurricane Ida. That deadline was supposed to be October 28th. It's now November 29th. So you have an extra month if you haven't applied yet to apply. And I believe that is at the AMBET Center in Springfield. And that is, if you're going down Highway 43, that is. Mm -hmm. Yes, if you're going, yeah, terrible directions and highways. If you're going, uh, if you're going on Highway 43 south of the interstate, it would be on your left as you're driving down there. And it's located at 26890 Highway 42 in Springfield. Okay, we had the highway wrong. But um, but yeah, that that is open. It is open every day except for Sundays, and that is open for the time being. The, I spoke with a FEMA representative, and he said that is going to be open as long as the need is there. If they get to a point to where there's only, you know, you know, four or five people coming in an eight-hour day, they're going to close it. So for the time being, that is open right now. Okay. So please remember, uh, deadline extended. If you do still have damage from Ida, please remember to report it. And I believe you can still report it to the assessor's office if you haven't done that yet. Uh, Getting into lifestyle real quick to wrap up the show. uh, There was an educational cohort that uh, came to view some of the STEM uh, Mm -hmm. that's going on, and that's science, technology, engineering, and math. Yes. Hey, look at me. Uh, here in the parish, uh, you kind of shadowed that visit. Tell us yep. a little bit about what they saw. Well, this uh, cohort is made up of Denham Springs teachers uh, at elementary and middle schools, and basically they're trying to develop a STEM curriculum to be used parish-wide. I mean, we've done stories on STEM in the past, and it's kind of where education is going. So they, over the summer, they worked with LSU to develop these uh, STEM activities, basically, that uh, now these pilot schools, uh, like I said, they're all in the Denham area. 
Uh, you have, I believe it's nine Denham elementary schools and then three middle schools. <clears throat> and basically they're just trying out, they're just testing this out to see if next year they could introduce this parish wide. And in the middle schools, they have two elective courses versus in the elementary schools. It's a bunch of basically activities that they're, that teachers are trying to incorporate into their lessons. And Eastside elementary has been kind of a leading school on this recently, uh, uh, the instructional supervisor for Livingston Parish School System is Kelly LaBeouf. She actually used to be the principal at Eastside Elementary, so she's kind of taken the stuff that she was doing at Eastside Elementary to kind of put it on the parish level. So it was basically just a chance for these cohorts to, they're going to do four visits during the school year. This was their first visit, and they just wanted to see the STEM activities in action and see how it how they were able to connect these activities with the standards that the teachers are having to uh, teach their kids in class. So, I mean, it was, it was pretty, pretty incredible to see this, uh, you know, see the different ways that you can make these activities connect with lessons. And that, that was one of the things that the principal was saying, you know, it's a fun activity, but the lesson is what's important. And the fact that it ties into what they're actually learning, it helps them learn it better and it makes them more engaged and more interested basically in what they're doing instead of just sitting behind a desk. Sure. Sure. So going to be interesting to see uh, kind of what they come up with going forward. Uh, it sounds like something that will be unique to this parish. So, well, Mr. Gray, we don't have Rob here. We miss him. We hope he feels better. Uh, but we appreciate you giving that sports update and then running through the news and lifestyle. If you'll reintroduce yourself as we head on out here. Hey, this is David Gray, Lifestyle Editor with the News. And my name is McHugh David, Publisher and Editor of the News. Appreciate you guys out there joining us today for the group therapy episode of the Livingston Parish News Weekly Show. It's where we get together with our editors and talk about what's going on in Livingston Parish. Please remember that the news is on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube. We are once a week in print on Thursdays at $7 a month to get that in your mailbox. We're also online, www.livingstonparishnews.com. We hope you have a great day, and we'll see you next time.